Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to a little juju podcast. This podcast centers black ass spiritual spirituality, hoodoo, conjure, ifa, all the black ass ATRs that is African traditional religions. This podcast centers healing through those black ass spiritual practices. And this podcast fights for, talks about, and centers liberatory practices through our spirituality because our ancestors freed themselves physically from chains because of what some folks like to call magic. So this podcast is all about that. I'm your host, Juju, and I'm very excited for today's show. So let's get it popping. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is a little Juju. All you need is all you need, all you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju. All you need is a little juju, a little juju, a little juju. A little juju is the way. It's how I start my day. Camfer no say. And I'll never give play. I'll take your photos to the grave. But that ain't even my thing I just stay at the crossroads, pray I just pour a little honey from my bay To make them stay Cause I hate when bay leaves But I manifest a little with my bay leaves I'm my ancestors, baby So I give them everything that they gave me yeah. I am very, very, very excited for today's episode because we are going to talk about being a witch. And we're going to talk about more than that. We're going to talk about Tituba. If you don't know who Tituba is, I guess you're going to learn today. We're going to talk about what it means to be a witch and how it is not all crystals and acrylics, even though both are cute things. And we're going to talk a bit about water. So, <clears throat> y'all know I like to start off talking about my week. My week, oh, okay, you're just going to bark in the middle of my podcast, okay. Um, okay, she's trying it. The dogs, but like you can't be barking in my, in my joint. I think we're good now. Um, It's not my dog, it's my neighbor's dog. Very cute pit bull, by the way. Okay, so anyway, no, I like to talk about my week first. My week was was pretty chill. I uh, nothing actually noteworthy <laughs> this week, but I did go to church today. If you listen to last week's episode, you heard that I did hit the church up for the first time. It was a black LGBTQ church, and uh, so I went back today um, because last week they had a guest preacher. So I wanted to see the 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 home preacher. This black man, and he was really cute. But at this church, it's nice that it's so quick. But I, I'm so used to being in church all day, at least two hours, that going to a black church for one hour it feels off. <laughs> it feels wrong. Like he preaches for I think ten minutes, ten, yeah, ten, fifteen minutes, and I've just never, I've never. It just feels when he was done today. He sat down. I was like, wait, that's it. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it was good. I actually cried today, like broke down. And I don't, I haven't done that in church in a while. I mean, I don't go to church. So yeah, also that. But I was really crying because it was just a part of talking about letting God use you, like use you for whatever your mission is on this earth. 
and just like letting go and allowing that. And, you know, that just hit me in a very unique way because recently I've had to make a lot of really hard decisions that felt like they were not decisions of my own. They were decisions of my ancestors. They were decisions of spirits around me who were telling me like certain things that I need to do, certain things that I need to let go of and, um, and certain things that I need to step into. And I have been scared shitless y'all, but I have been trying so hard to just listen to that and trust and taking like very, very intense leaps of faith. And so just being talked about being used, like that's really all I want. All I want is to be used for whatever reason I decided to come to this plane or I was sent to this plane and to do that work. And I know a lot of that is healing work. I know a lot of that is, is, um, like loving on people. I know a lot of that is teaching people and, um, or teaching people about our ancestral practices and encouraging people to, to find their own, their own power within themselves. I know that's, that's a big part of my work. And I, I, I don't always know how to do it. I don't always feel confident in myself, but I, I do know that I want to be used to do that work. And so that means that sometimes I have to sacrifice. That means that sometimes I have to take leaps of faith. That means that I have to trust in my own gifts and my own abilities. So when he was just talking about that, I just, I just, yeah, baby, I don't broke, I broke down child, but it was good. And I, I felt like I needed to cry and I, I needed to cry in that space in that moment. Also felt spirits around me a lot this particular time when I went to church. So I was like, okay, ancestors are here. They're telling me it's safe. I need to cry. I need to let go. I need to, I need to, <sighs> yeah, I need to step into myself. And I have been, so it was really beautiful. Um, but anyway, on that note, let's talk about how you can be a sustainer of this podcast, how you can assist me and keeping the lights on and the bills paid because podcasting ain't cheap and it ain't free y'all nobody told me all you need is a little juju so like i said podcasting is not cheap or free um there's so many just little apps and programs and and different kinds of things that you need to run that help make your podcast better and so those things cost money and uh equipment costs money and Time costs money. <laughs> Not for real. So if you want to help me continue to be able to put on a great show and also make the show better by having better equipment, by being able to have new things a part of the show, have an editor, have someone be able to transcribe for folks who can't hear, um, I want to ask for your donations. And it also goes towards my spiritual work, too. Um, but it's not pocketed for like my personal stuff. It's, a, it's centered around the podcast. And so there are a couple ways to donate to the podcast. The first way uh, I like to talk about is through Patreon. And so Patreon is a site that allows um, a monthly commitment, monetary commitment from listeners. So I'm asking for $3 a month. That is $36 a year to help me run this podcast. 
The second way to do that is uh, through the PayPal, which is just a one-time donation. You can put as much or as little as you like. Um, also, for the Patreon, you can do as much as little as you like. It can be $3 a month, which is what I asked for, but you can do $1 a month if that's what you can afford. Or you can do like $1,000 a month. Whatever you got, I, my hands and pockets is open. <laughs> so... Um, and then another way to donate, if you ain't got the coin, which I understand, you can share the podcast. You can talk about the podcast. You can say, hey, are you following this YouTube Or, hey, I think you should listen to this episode with Boo. I think this would help with blah, blah, blah. Posting about it, hashtagging a little Juju podcast, telling your friends, at me on different social media sites, talking about it, rating and subscribing, whatever platform you use, Apple um, podcast, writing a comment about how you love it, giving me five stars. All of those are ways that you help contribute to me and this podcast growing and becoming something that I don't know, maybe we can't even imagine. Uh, so I just wanted to uplift that and let me shout out my patrons this week. Okay, so I got three new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, my first patron is Lauren McElroy. Uh, my second patron is Erica Cespedes, and we also have Kalila Dews or Dows. I'm sorry, Kalila, if I butchered your name. And I just want to say thank you all so, so, so much for becoming patrons. Patrons, it does not go unnoticed. I'm sending you all the good juju that I can muster up, and that the money that you sent me, may it be flipped and get sent right back to you. And may you have all the coins and blessings and healing that you need in your life if you want the same for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I do not take getting money lightly. I say that every week because I really don't. like Sharing the energy of money is, you know, it sucks that we have to do it in this capitalist-ass society. So when people are exchanging money with me or believe in something with me, that makes me feel so good. And so I just want to send y'all some good, good, good-ass juju. So thank you all. And I will have the link in the show notes for anyone else who wants to be a patron or drop in the, the cash app or the PayPal or whatever. I got you. Trust me. No coin will be left. <laughs> okay, let's get into the show show. All you need is a little juju. Okay, so we are now on to our Heal Yourself segment. And the Heal Yourself segment is just where I offer some juju-related tips and tricks uh, for our wellness and for our healing. So today's Heal Yourself, y'all gonna be like, girl, you reaching. But I'm not reaching. This is real. This is real shit right here. Um, it's drinking water. Okay, obviously drinking water is not a reach. But you're like, juju, how is that juju to drink water? Well, first, we all know that we need to be drinking a lot of water, like... Is it half your body weight? I think. See, look at me saying heal yourself and I don't know. But my whole point of the heal yourself with water is we are made up of water. We cannot escape water. We need water to live. And lastly, water is holy. Water is the one thing. If you ain't got no Florida water, which is like a, a cleanser, it's it started off as a cologne, but a lot of people use it as a, a spiritual cleanser. So if you ain't got no Florida water, you ain't got no rose water, whatever, all the waters that exist. If you ain't got no sticks to burn, if you ain't got no herbs to burn, you can always use water to cleanse 
yourself, your implements, your altar, whatever. If you pray over water, water is automatically holy. Water have no enemy. So you can use water to do anything. Water is a crucial part of our healing. And I think people sleep on it. Or they just talk about like the physical benefits of water, which are obviously extremely important. But like water has so many different benefits. And like I said, it have no enemy. So drink your water before you drink your water. However many gallons or whatever you're supposed to drink a day. I challenge you to start speaking into your water. Charge it. It's a great, great tool. It's a portal. It's a portal. Like water on the altar is not just because your ancestors are thirsty, though they might be thirsty. But water on the altar is a portal to be able to hear and communicate with your ancestors better. Um, so it does. It, it's so it's so powerful. You can just do so many things with water. And so obviously, spiritually, it holds a lot of energy and uh, we can use that energy. So like when you take a spiritual bath, um, you speak into the water, at least I do. I pray and speak intentions into the water because it holds the water. And so when we dump it over our heads, it, we're dumping that those intentions, we're dumping that energy onto us. When you drink water, speak into it. Say, maybe if you have a stomach ache and you need to drink some water, get a glass of water, speak. Okay, I speak that this water will actually be healing for my stomach. You can literally speak anything. I speak into this water that I'm ingesting love today. I'm ingesting peace for myself today. I'm ingesting whatever. Like we can literally create our realities and also do juju through anything. I think I've kind of said this before, but specifically with drinking water, water holds intention, water holds energy. So be very um, mindful of the energy that you want to put into your water and drink it. Boom. Now you got you. Now you just did some quick ass juju in your bottle water. You got some quick ass juju in like your cup of water. Just say, you know, I'm gonna have a good day today. I'm beautiful. This water is going to cleanse me on the inside. This water I'm ingesting. I speak peace and happiness and prosperity into this water. And then you're just going to drink peace, happiness and prosperity. Boom. Easy peasy. Magic ain't hard, y'all. It's it's just. It's just doing regular ass shit. <laughs> and setting intention. That's the biggest part. So try that out. I hope that that practice is healing for you. Um, it can be hard to remember. So like challenge yourself to just when you drink, say something good to yourself in the water, then ingest it. Boom. Healing water. All you need is a little juju. Bam. All you need is a little juju. Okay. So in honor of black history month, I wanted to highlight this week and you know, I guess I should do this every week, you know. Um, I wanted to highlight black spiritualists, conjurers, root workers, witches who really contributed to or who we just need to uplift. Ancestors, also people who are living, um, who've contributed greatly to our practices, who have um who are just bomb ass spiritualists, like period. So today, uh, ooh, we're gonna talk about Tituba. And I want to preface this by saying there's actually a lot of controversy around Tituba because she might not be black. (laughs) 
So I'm sure you're like, so for the first black history, <laughs> you're going to pick somebody who might, not be, who might not be black. But I think her story is interesting. And it's like, it feels split down the middle. Like a lot of research will say that she is black. A lot of research will say that she was um, Asian or Southeast Asian or or Native American. So specifically Arawak. Um, so I do want to say that before I get into it. And then maybe you can pick your side. I, I don't know. But I think story-wise, it's an interesting story. Um, it is important to, in this conversation around witches. And uh, at least she was a PLC. Okay. <laughs> so Tituba. Tituba is one of, people consider Tituba to be like the catalyst almost of the Salem witch trials and the Salem witch trials happened in Massachusetts in Salem, Massachusetts in, um, in 1692. Um, and so Tituba was one of the first witches tried as a, one of the first people generally tried as a witch, um, during this, the witch trials, she was charged. I'm sorry. She was tried along with two white women their names were Sarah, um, the Sarah, Sarah Goodman and Sarah Osborne. So it was Tituba, Sarah Goodman and Sarah Osborne were the first three women tried during Salem witch trials in 1692. So Tituba uh, was an enslaved woman. She was kidnapped to, and taken from Barbados by, um, by, um, Samuel Paris. And so she was taken as a teen from Barbados in 1689 and she was also taken with her husband who was named well people who people say was her husband probably was her husband um John Indian is the name that he was given so in 1692 uh Paris's that was her uh, slave owner his daughter um Betty and cousin Abigail complained of having strange fits they were just acting weird. They had pains and convulsing. And so at that time, when things like that were happening, you know, witchcraft was the first culprit. And so because, you know, these girls were in a house with, with Tituba, who was their, you know, slave, um, she was the one that got the fingers pointed at her. And so it was said that Tituba and her husband, John, made the girls a witch cake. And so the witch cake had rye meal and the afflicted girls urine in it. And then it was fed to a dog. And so that witch cake, was when it's fed to a dog, it's supposed to somehow reveal who put witchcraft on those girls. So Tituba was trying to help. Tituba fed it to the dog, whatever. And so um, eventually... They, the girls pointed fingers at Tituba and was like, she did this to us. She put magic on us. That's why we're feeling that way. The community agreed, obviously, um, Paris, the slave owner agreed and they were taken, they were put on trial. And then with that also Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne also were tried for bewitching those girls as well. And so Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, I don't know much about them. One of them has a really interesting story though. I think it's Sarah Good. Um, one of them was like 
the name a beggar on the street. And so a lot of times during this period, people who were not, um, people who weren't of a certain social class or status, or they went against the status quo, meaning someone who was begging on the street, somebody who was maybe doing, knocking on doors and doing tarot readings and stuff like that. Those people were like, uh, uh-uh. uh, they were automatically just not good because <laughs> you weren't, you weren't following the religions of the day and time. You know, it was classism. It was elitism. It was all of that packaged in one. And so Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne were two white women who didn't fit into the status quo. Anyway, back to Titaba. So all three of them got tried. So the, the interesting thing about Titaba is that when she did go on trial in 1692, she at first denied having harmed the girls. They're like, did you... Did you put witchcraft on these girls? Did you do this? Did you that? She's like, nah, I didn't do that. I would not hurt those children. I wouldn't hurt children generally. Um, and they didn't believe her, obviously, like they do now and have always historically done. Uh, they push people and harm and torture people into confession and make people continuously make life extremely hard for them until they admit to something that they originally said that they did not do. So Tituba then went on to create actually this very elaborate story about how her Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne bewitched those girls. She talked about she was having conversations with evil pigs and evil rats and dogs who made her do it and that they were of the devil and the devil came and and all these animals and that she said the Sarahs were actually devils and that they said that they would hurt Tituba if she didn't hurt the girls. I mean, she was telling wild details and, and wild stories because at the end of the day, she really didn't have nothing to lose. She was an enslaved person. She was at the bottom of the barrel. She was obviously bel- even more socially speaking, status-wise, below um, Sarah and the Sarahs. So baby, she went on to tell all these elaborate stories and was talking about all these other witches Like she was just spilling tea. And that was why people say like the catalyst of the Salem witch trials, because basically Tituba not only agreed to witchcraft being real and the devil also um, coming through and having people hurt and, and putting spells on others. Like she confirmed that that shit was like running rampant in the community. And so at this point now, Anybody who had ever felt like they was bewitched, anybody who had ever felt somebody tried them or wronged them, or if somebody's cow died out of nowhere, you could point your finger at, you know, somebody you ain't like. You could point your finger at a beggar down the street. You could point your finger at somebody who didn't have the same social status or capital or coins as you and call them a witch. And so that's why all these people just started dying. After Tituba did that, all these white women was going on trial, getting hung, burned, and everything because of Tituba's stories of how witchcraft actually is happening in this, in Salem. And so the niggas of Salem were like, oh, hell nah. So that is the story of Tituba. But interestingly enough, she ended up, um, so she did go to jail for a little bit because she admitted. Sarah Good and Osborne never admitted to anything. Actually, no, one of them, did admit, um, or they blamed, one of the Sarahs blamed another Sarah, never blamed Tituba. Um, Tituba blamed both of them and herself. 
And Sarah, the Sarahs were killed. Tituba was spared, y'all. That's a bad witch. <laughs> she was, was spared. Um, she Like I said, she was in jail for a few months, I believe, at the most a year. Um, and she was released. Someone bought her freedom. And no one knows what happened to her or John after that. She just disappeared and went off. And also, I will say that she recanted uh, before she was um, taken out of before she was released, she recanted her entire statements and said that she made it up because, um, her owner, Paris, he tortured her. Um, he tortured her to tell that story. And so she did, but yeah, she a bad witch. Cause them, them Sarah's, they did not make it. And Tituba did the enslaved woman made it. So, um, and then like, was bought freedom from some unknown source and went off into the night somewhere, you know? So yeah, that's the story of Tituba. So it's interesting, the accounts around race and what race was kind of understood as during this time. So when Tituba, well, let's start off by saying she was an enslaved person. And so at this point, enslaved people didn't have an identity. They were not seen as human. So there aren't really detailed records about their personhood. There weren't detailed records around how they identified. None of that shit mattered. They were subhuman. And so what we have to go by when doing research around her, and it's iffy and all over the place, is based on folks who actually didn't give a fuck about this person's humanity because she was enslaved in the first place. So like I said, she was taken from Barbados and she was described in the, um, the court papers as an Indian woman. And so that's important to note because another woman was enslaved. I'm sorry. A little boy was enslaved with Tituba. They took three Paris, took Paris, uh, took three individuals from kidnapped three individuals from Barbados. It was, it was John, the husband, Tituba and a little boy. And the little boy was actually named Negro in the, the, I don't know, the slave documents. I just don't know, but he was named Negro specifically and Tituba was named Indian and John Indian. Um, he was named Indian. They actually gave him the last name of Indian. So that's why a lot of people are like, she was actually Arawak. And the Arawak, the tribe of the Arawak people were actually migrated to Barbados at, there was a village in Barbados. I don't think they are indigenous to Barbados. Um, I don't think they're indigenous to Barbados, but I could be wrong. Anyway, but, uh, the name Tituba also is people don't really know the origins of it. So the Yoruba word, there's a Spanish word, a Europe, a Spanish European word called Titu Bear. And then there's a 16th century name of a native American tribe called Tete Betana. So, um, it's hard to really even unearth the the linguistic like roots of the word because there's different options. And so some of the things that I've seen have named um Tituba, like I said, Arawak, straight up black or um biracial, I guess as we would understand it, um, as black and like a native uh, and black and Arawak. So she 
according to different research, I was going down a tentative rabbit hole, y'all. Apparently, people are saying that she actually was named black like almost 200 years after the Salem witch trials. Um, And this happened, I think, because people started understood because she kept being referred to as slave, slave, slave. And so people are like, okay, so she was black. Um, We also have to note that you can be a native person and also be black and you can be quote unquote Indian, you know, in air quotes as they named it um, and be black. Um, And you can, yeah, I mean, and that doesn't account for her potentially being biracial. And also people like, yo, she's from Barbados. Like black people are in Barbados. That's a black ass country. She was black. And so it's just a lot of information. But at the end of the day, none of us know. We don't know what she was. She was definitely a, a not white. And we definitely know that she... Um, we definitely know that she was a badass witch. So I wondering, I'm wondering what folks' thoughts are around it. Um, and to uplift, I think, this most important part, I wonder how Tituba would describe herself. Um, because we all know that race was not constructed in the same ways as we've constructed it now back in the 1600s. Um, we know that blackness was created and... So we don't even know how she understood herself. And I, and I wish that, you know, we could hear from her own tongue, like how she would have identified how she, and probably would be by her, her tribe of people, her nation of people, um, and maybe less about skin, but who knows? So like, I think it's possible for us to claim her as black, um, based on our understandings of what blackness is today, but like, we really don't know. And we don't know one, because race is understood differently today and we also don't know because she wasn't given that opportunity she doesn't have paper she doesn't have she doesn't have all the things that other people had she didn't get to say who she was she was enslaved like she she was erased essentially um from history and all we have is these tales that actually don't even come from brown or black folk it come from white folk so we have to look at all of that information with some scrutiny as well, because we're looking at the things that are describing her are people who saw her as something other than human. Uh, so, yeah, but if you look up Tita, but there's a lot of um, fictional stories about her in movies and she's portrayed as, I think some white people was portraying her at some point, obviously, you know, anti-blackness, anti-anything, but only white people get acting jobs, I guess. But like older movies, she's white. Um, but she's black too. She's written about being a black being a Negro woman, a black woman, and then also, uh, Arawak. So yes, I just wanted to lift up Mother Tituba, whose race is unknown, but it doesn't matter. Cause like I said, she was a badass witch. And I think if we want to claim, a, <laughs> we can claim Tituba if we want to. And, and, uh, yeah, this is, um, I wanted to make her the first, uh, story that I talked about in this, this little black witch, black magic, black history month series, because she is a really important uh, part of the, one of the greatest, at least in American history, uh, witch related mass 
slaughters and and murders and and killings of of a group of people, um, specifically women and people who are not of a certain social class. And for a black or brown woman to to be to how they they say that she kind of offset that whole thing is just like that's some powerful stuff. And for her to walk free. So libations for Tituba. And I think this is a great segue into the next portion of the show, uh, our topic of today, where we talk about what it means to call ourselves a witch in this day and age. All you need is a little juju. Ooh, I'm so excited for this topic today because there is just so much to say. I want to start off this um, portion of the show with this post that I saw on Instagram and I thought it was so funny and so real. And I was like, I'm about to ground us in this for the podcast. So the post says, y'all love saying black girl magic until you see a black girl doing magic. Then she's Satan. (laughs) And (laughs) first of all, that's real as hell. Um, And I just kind of wanted to start us off there because, you know, being, and this this whole like thing in our our culture and our community around black girl magic, I love it. I think it's so cute and sweet, but it all it often feels like it's re- it's missing the mark a little bit because it it is only talking about like I don't know. It seems like someone's graduating from college. Black girl magic. Someone, and I'm not saying that these things are not black girl magic or are not magic, but it. It doesn't feel genuine all the time because people who are actually practicing what others would view as quote unquote magic, even though this is just our ancestral birthright and things that exist within us already, then we getting shunned and we getting called demonic and evil and, and satanic. So that post just really hit home for me. And so with that, I wanted to define which based on like a Google search and, you know, a definition comes up. So for the, from the dictionary, aka Google, a witch, the first description is described, the first um, definition is uh, a woman thought to have magic powers, especially evil ones, popularly depicted as wearing a black coke and pointed hat and flying on a broomstick. The second definition is an ugly or unpleasant woman. And then the verb is to cast an evil spell on. So we see through all of these definitions of which none are uplifting. None are, I think that they're, I think that they are powerful, but none, uh, these are trash. Like these are trash. And I think it speaks to larger society's understanding of what it means to be a witch. And so I actually did not always identify as a witch. I've actually only started calling myself a witch within the past maybe three months. Before that, I would identify as a sorceress, a conjurer, a root worker. But I never... I never felt the need to call myself a witch um, because I was just from learning from certain elders that I had. It it was kind of like witch 
was not the language necessarily of our ancestors. Our ancestors had so many different names for what it meant for us to be a witch now and how we understand, or at least how I understand a witch now and how our ancestors understood. You know, our ancestors, the words that were surrounding or meant the word witch were healers. It was doctors. It was um, words that meant powerful as person who can create ways of seemingly no ways you know they were they were gifted and so this new age connotation of and not even I'm not talking about people reclaiming the word witch but I mean like just generally the word witch was kind of created to mean all of the negative things that I just read from the dictionary and that's some white people shit. That ain't that ain't the shit of our of our ancestors. They had words like Nganga. They had words like Aje. They had root worker. And so those to me felt more um relevant because I wanted to uplift the fact that, you know, we've been doing this shit and this is not this is not some new hippy dippy acrylic nails crystals shit this is something that our people did and it was really powerful work and it contributed greatly towards our people being free it contributed greatly towards our people being able to heal themselves it was the ways that people were able to create medicines when we were not given medicines so it was understanding the herbs. It was understanding the power that we have it within our hands. It was understanding the powers that we have within our, our words. And it just, I didn't feel like at the time when I didn't identify as a witch, it didn't feel like what I was trying to do fit into what the people I saw around me, how they were calling themselves a witch and how I, I didn't understand. It didn't correlate for me. Um, but through further research and reflection and analysis, I did decide to call myself a witch. One, because it's easier. <laughs> it's, it's easy. And two, like, I can't sit here and say that our ancestors did not refer to themselves as witches because a lot of them did. They, they just, they did. Uh, so it's not that, it wasn't as far removed from black history and, and ancestral history as I, as I previously thought that it was. And I think that, you know, being a witch can, it can encompass all of the things that I felt wasn't encompassed in being a witch. Because if I call myself a witch and I recognize that being a witch is really just being a healer to me, it's being a sorceress. It's being, it's knowing your inherent powers, knowing the power of spirit is knowing that everything has a spirit to it or has some energy to it and using that to be able to manifest it. I, I mean, I, I'm carrying all of that with me when I say the word, which, um, so, and, and I can explain that to people and I have this podcast to be able to name that. So that's why I started to refer to myself as a witch. And like I said, it is a lot easier than explaining other things that people just wouldn't get. And I mean, first people are kind of like, gasp, did you just call yourself a witch? It's like, yes, I did. Um, and I know that it comes with negative connotations. I mean, I knew, normally don't say this because I kind of don't care. Um, but just with like friends and stuff, 
like, yeah, identifies a witch. That means this. You're probably a witch too, to be honest. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that on my, how I identify. Um, so I, I want to also talk about how, and like also in thinking about Tituba and Salem witch trials, even beyond Salem, witchcraft. Also, let me say being a witch is not just for women. That is, that's often the perception. Um, spiritual practice wise, I think women tend to make up in all religions. When you go to a church or, or whatever, it tends to be more women in those spaces, but you do not have to be a woman or identify as a woman to be a witch, which is gender neutral. Being a healer is gender neutral. Practicing sorcery or doing witchcraft, whatever you want to call it, manifesting juju is gender neutral. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to say that. Um, the this practice of witchcraft, like I said, has existed longer. And this manifestation and healing and herb work and, and all of that has existed longer than Christianity has existed. Um, it is actually noted. I was looking at my research. Also, I'm gonna have the links to all the things that I'm saying. So I'm not just pulling this out of my ass. I was, y'all, I was researching. Um, is actually seen as one of the oldest religions to exist. So this is before even the devil was a concept that was created. Witchcraft is older than, than the devil, older than how people understand what is demonic and shit like that. Uh, so that's important to name. And it has been extremely weaponized because of the power that so many Abrahamic religions hold, i.e. Christianity, Judaism, um, and Islam. And because of that, I think with Christianity being at the forefront of the demonization of witchcraft, we have stories like a Texas couple, this was in 2018, um, facing animal cruelty charges because they were sacrificing a goat and three roosters and I think like two birds, two other birds. And for those of us who are in African traditional religions and have seen sacrifice happen or have been a part of ceremony, you know that them chickens, you know, <laughs> animals have to die. <laughs> and it's, they're taken care of very well and they're not just being slaughtered and maimed like they do our food, for example, and put in conditions that are completely terrible for any animal to be in. They're actually taken care of and we pray with the animals before they're actually killed. It's a sacrifice. It's not just a slaughter. But this, this couple in Texas was facing jail time because people saw them um, cutting chickens. <laughs> And killing goats and roosters. And it was so easy for, for the police to get involved in a spiritual practice. Whatever happened to freedom of religion? That shit is fake. The law is, is fake. <laughs> uh, and this was in 2018, y'all. Our spiritual practices are still being weaponized. So when we call ourselves witches and we say that we're doing this work, we have to hold the fact and uplift the fact that this is not something that is cute. This is not something that people are going to understand. This is something that 
people go to jail for and not just go to jail. Um, there was a story of, um, children actually in, um, a South, a Southern part of Nigeria. And this story came out on BBC. I will have the link to this as well. Um, it, it was called, I actually want to, I want to get the name of it. So, so y'all can look up one second. Brandon and branded and beaten. Uh, this came out on BBC news if you want to look it up, but it's a story trigger warning harm of very young children. Um, basically it basically, uh, in this part of Southern part of Nigeria, a 15 year old, a three year old and a five year old were accused of being witches. Um, their parents, both the parents of the children passed away and they moved in with a family member. This particular family member, I believe it was an aunt. This particular family member had HIV and, you know, previously. And, um, after the children moved in, she got sicker and sicker and sicker. And because she got sicker and sicker and sicker, she blamed the children for witchcraft. Thus, also blaming the children for the death of their parents. So these children were tortured, y'all, beaten with um, hot machetes daily. Um, they were taken to a local church where they were beaten there and and tortured until they admitted to being witches. Of course, at first they're like, we are not witches did you and but they're like did, i saw some video of it like did you kill your parents how many people have you destroyed do you drink blood and they're like no no but they keep asking they just kept asking them the questions over and over and eventually you see um or you hear the little child saying like okay yes like yes i am yes like so that they stop getting beaten um and so they were eventually eventually exiled from their community um, there was another story about, oh God, this chokes me up, y'all. Like this, it really chokes me up because there's babies all around the world and children all around the world um, who are being abused and tortured because people are calling them witches, but we'll get more into that. Um, there's another story, same, um, I'm actually not sure for the same place in Nigeria, but this did happen in Nigeria also. Um, a little girl, um, her parents died as well was taken in by a family member again. The family member's boyfriend or husband tried to sleep with rape this child and the child fought him off of her. And guess what? The child was deemed a witch, beaten, and thus, um, who, and thus kicked out of the home. In New Delhi, this was in January 2019, um, six men murdered a woman and her family because someone in the community was sick and died and they pointed finger at this woman and her children and they killed the entire family. It was like a two-month-old, a 10-month-old, a two-year-old, a five-year-old and the mom, like, and the mom and yeah. That happened in 2019. 
I was looking up in the um, Dominican Republic of the Congo. Uh, there's 25,000 homeless children in the Dominican Republic of the Congo. 60% of those houseless children, children were expelled from their homes because of allegations of witchcraft. Okay, there was a story in 2010, um, the story of Christy Bamu. This was in, uh, in, in, in London, London, England. Uh, this little boy was a 15 year old boy was murdered by his, um, aunt and her boyfriend. They drowned him and it was four other, his siblings were there too. They were all beaten, but the, the one that died was Christy. They drowned him and they accused all of them of being, of being witches. Why? Don't know. They came into the house. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. But then they accused and tortured them all because witches and, and killed Christy Bamu. Okay, so we have to really understand what it means when we call ourselves witches. Because there are people going to jail, there are people being murdered, there are people being beaten, and there are people who are homeless because people assume that they are witches. Okay. Witchcraft is illegal in certain parts of the country. Specifically, I'm thinking that in the in the Caribbean. I was just reading a story today of this woman who had like twenty five thousand twenty five thousand dollar fines or something because she a woman accused her of putting obia on her, which is like um, Jamaican Jamaican hoodoo. Like people are, this is not just cutesy pootsy shit. People are like we are carrying a lot of weight when we talk about this. Like children. And and also, I, I want to say that, like, originally, this was something that people put onto women to kill women and main women. Like, this is how patriarchy even shows up in, in spiritual practices. Women who were practicing witchcraft, even if they weren't practicing witchcraft, it was easy to just name, say that a woman was a witch and that was enough to get her killed. This was not something that was possible or that often happened to men. This was a specifically like women being hunted, beaten, bruised, abused, killed. It was around like this was killing because of witchcraft was like basically something that happened only to women, like especially in the Salem witch trials. Only more recently, I think within the past, I don't want to say the wrong number. I saw it in one of my research and I didn't write it down, but I'm going to say like around 20 years is when children started being added to people to kill and, and torture because of witch hunts. Like there are whole ass, um, communities in different places in the world where people live because they've been banished from their homes because of witchcraft, alleged witchcraft. 
And so I know it's easy to think like, well, all them places, New Delhi, like Nigeria, like there was a story about South Africa. South Africa, Trinidad, Jamaica, like all of these, that ain't the U.S. Um, it is right here too, <laughs> okay? People are still getting kicked out of their homes and called Satan and trying to be converted and being abused and all of that right here too. And it's not just something that's going on in other parts of the country. People don't even feel safe to, you want to talk about coming out? God forbid you try to come out as a witch and you also come out as being queer or you also come out as being trans. You also come out as like, are you kidding me? People are being, are still being kicked out of the house for, for practice, kicked out of their churches, being kicked out of their religious homes because of witchcraft. And, but I do think that the differentiation from maybe some other countries and the States is that in, in, in Nigeria, in New Delhi in shit, I would say even the UK because like of the high immigrant population, folks know that witchcraft is real in them other places. They take it very seriously. Hence why people are being killed because of it. When things go wrong, people are being killed because of alleged witchcraft. They know the power of the herbs. They might not believe it. They might not. They might think that it's, they might think whatever, but they know that this ain't no foo-foo shit. (laughs) They know that. Here within the States, I think that it's a little bit different for us because for us, I think this is seen as some foo-foo shit. It seems, it's like here we have to see things to believe it. We need results. We need numbers. We need to analyze in this very like Western white ass way. And, and so people kind of write off brujeria or witchcraft or even just different traditional systems that aren't, I don't know. Like, so we don't experience, I think the intensity of, of the, like we don't have to see and or hear stories every day about people getting killed um, because they're called witches. Because here, if somebody calls you a witch, it's like, okay, weirdo. Like, all right. Like, we're just not taken seriously. Every other place, it is taken seriously because it's some serious shit. Now, can we talk about how colonization plays a big role in how people are reacting to feeling so comfortable to accuse Um, Others of being, which is particularly women and children. People are getting so sick in these countries that I'm talking about. Dying from diseases and everything else. And it is so easy to pinpoint structural issues on a singular person. We do that all the time. And when we start (laughs) talking about structural issues and blaming singular people, we we will start to blame the most marginalized within our communities, often children, often people who don't have a certain amount of coin, 
often women, people who live on the margins. We can blame the people on the margins for the issues that are going on around us. Sound familiar? We do that shit too. And thus, in many places, those people are criminalized. That is happening here. Abused, tortured, and killed. Now, what the hell? So why are people's, you know, you might be wondering, so why are people so, like, anti-witchcraft? You started off saying it's the oldest religion. Technically, it is. And colonization did its job. And um, what them people? missionaries did their job in trying. This is why I hate and do not believe in missionary work. Christian missionary work. They go over to these other countries, tell them that the things that they've been doing are evil, satanic, and demonic. They teach them about the devil and then say, oh yeah, and by the way, everything that you've been doing is the devil. And the reason that you're living in poverty is the devil. And so what you need to do is actually convert on over to Christianity and you wouldn't be dealing with this shit. And they did it so much and brainwashed so many people that in so many of these countries, Christianity is the main religion. And so when you see people continuing to engage in ancestral traditions and practices, they're seen as demonic. When you just learned about what the devil was a couple years ago. (laughs) Colonization got us all messed up, y'all. So people who do missionary work, that shit is trash. It is trash. How are you going to go somewhere else and tell somebody else everything that they believe and that their ancestors did was was wrong, wrong, wrong. The things that worked for them, the things that fed them was was wrong. And let's, you know, also uplift, come back on over to the U.S. for a minute. Our ancestors were not allowed to worship their gods when they were kidnapped and brought over here. It was illegal and could result in death for them to worship their gods. Because at one point, the Europeans who enslaved our people, they knew how powerful our work was. That's why they were not allowed to do it. That's why, quote unquote, not allowed. Our ancestors still did it and still do it to this day, Ashe. But that's why they were not allowed to do it. That's why they had to meet in secret. Because they knew, them Europeans knew, oh shit, we can't compete with, <laughs> with that shit. So if we see them calling on their gods, if we see them doing some kind of ceremony, death, beatings, torture. And they done beat it out of us too. So now when I'm talking about root work or conjure to, you know, a, a black person in the community who does not do that work, I'm getting the side eye. So many of us are getting the side eye. So many of us are looked at as crazy. So many of us are looked at as we just doing some weird foo-foo shit. No, this is the shit that kept us alive. This is the shit that healed us and still does heal us. But in so many ways, it is still weaponized. When we call ourselves witches, y'all, we have to remember that this word holds a lot of, of, This word holds a lot of power, y'all. 
So I get so frustrated and tired of this commercialization of what it means to practice a craft. This is a craft that you have to study. This is a craft that you have to sit and and talk to elders about. This is a craft that like that we need to read and talk to our our, our people about. This is not just rose quartz and long ass black acrylics though both things are really great <laughs> i'm actually not much of a crystal person myself anymore but like the commercialization of the shit made it seem like that's all that there is to it sephora witch kits made it seem like it's just about sage and 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 rose quartz no no and we can't get trapped in that box of wanting to reclaim. And I, so, okay, I understand that people have to start somewhere. And I understand that the things that are portrayed to us that are right in front of our face that seem accessible are the sages, are the, oh, I have to like wear a head wrap or I have to have long black hair and acrylics and I have to hold this into my, you know, that is a lot of our entry points and I get it, but we have to commit. If we're going to call ourselves witches in this day and time, because the things I'm talking about happening to people and being murdered and killed and going to jail and stuff, those are things that happened. Some, some of those things happened in 2019, some in 21 and 2010, the, the story in the UK and the rest in 2018. Okay. So people are still getting killed and maimed because of this. All right, and going to jail. That family in Texas is still could potentially go to jail or have to pay a large fine. It's in 2018. Okay. Just want to remember that. So when we call ourselves that, we have to hold that as well. We have to. Or we're not doing our ancestors, we're not doing the, these practices justice. It is so much bigger than astrology apps. Also great. I love CoStar. And what's the other one? Pattern. If you ain't got pattern, if you're trying to get red, red, CoStar reads you. You're trying to get red, red, get, um, maybe it's the pattern. Uh, I'll find out and put it in the show notes. Oh, it's the pattern. Um, but it, it's so much. We have to commit. Just because we have those abs doesn't mean that we're witches. Just because we we have a couple stones doesn't mean that we're witches. We have to learn the land around us. Like we have to, we can do work with crystals. We can do work with going outside and grabbing a hand of dirt. Like we, we are able to create from nothing. Our ancestors did that so much created from nothing. That is the magic. That is the work. That is the medicine. That is the medicine. Like if we, you call yourself, we gotta hold ourselves to a standard. We cannot get lost in this commercialization of urban outfitters witchcraft. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot, which is so a big part of the reason why I even started this podcast. I'm like, oh, this shit around me. Uh Uh-uh, y'all, nope, not doing it. So I want us to remember the names of those people from Tituba all the way 
until Christy Bamu to the stories of the children right now and the people right now who aren't being accepted in their families because they have gifts. Y'all, so many people around me. I'm getting worked up. Like this shit makes me so emotional, but like so many people like in my life right now are so gifted. I feel like I've run into often a lot of people who are my friends are actually just witches and they don't even know it. And part of my job is to just kind of like poke them like, hey, I think you're, I think you're clairvoyant. <laughs> hey, I think you're claircognizant. Hey, I think you have the ability to communicate with spirits. I know that you, um, sometimes you feel shit around you. There's nothing wrong with you. And I'm saying that to y'all now, there's nothing wrong with you. And I know that people, and unfortunately our, our, our practices were stripped away from us. And we have been told that like something is wrong. We've been told that we are, we're crazy. We've been told that like, we're making shit up. Like when we felt things that we couldn't explain or when we saw things that we couldn't explain or we felt that there was just so much more to, to life. We felt that there was just some innate power that we had that we didn't know how to tap into it. That's because we do. And they've tried to take it away from us. And I just want to let you know, like they cannot take that power from us. They cannot take that power from you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You are a compilation of people who had powerful ass sorcery or they looked to people with powerful ass sorcery to resist and to stay alive. So don't even let people around here try to brush your shit off when you talk about being a witch or being in Ganga or whatever, or talk about the herbs and like, psh, whatever, that's that weirdo shit. It wasn't no weirdo shit till white people told us it was weirdo shit. That's when it became weirdo shit. It was not. Ugh, it frustrates me so bad because we deserve so much more than this. And what if, what if we all just recognized that and tapped into our own shit? Like, what if we did that? How could we literally change? the world around us? How can we literally change the material conditions for the people around? People are out here root working for homes. People are out here conjuring jobs. People are out here conjuring to make sure that there's justice for someone who harmed them or wronged them because we know that the state won't give it to us. Of course they wanted to take that from us. Of course they want to kill us. Of course they want to put us in jail. Of course. Whew, y'all. Don't know let don't let nobody take your power from you. Or brush you off like you're doing some weird shit. It might be weird actually. <laughs> Actually, it's weird. What is weird is that we have completely, I don't want to say that we have abandoned because we actually have not abandoned. But what's weird is that people literally came in and stripped us of all that we were and told us that we were devils. And we have the opportunity to say, nah, we're not actually 
Because I'm engaging in something that existed longer than the devil has. I just saw a, a meme that said something like that. And I was like, yes, this is older than the devil. So how am I be the devil? Y'all created the devil to demonize what I do. Hell no, nah, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. <sighs> so we're everywhere. Black witches are in the church. Black witches are our grandmamas and our granddaddies and our grandparents. The founder of the Kojic church. Yes, Kojics. Yes, them. He was a root worker. Okay. We grow up hearing these little, what people call old wives tales. Like not sweeping people's feet. Or sweeping over somebody's feet. You ever been somewhere and, and people, they're like, don't, don't sweep over, no, don't sweep over the feet. Or even like if you in a, you at a restaurant or something or, or you out somewhere, you know, people are cleaning up generally like the janitorial people being black people or brown people, um, not wanting to sweep around your feet. It's not just because it's quote unquote rude. There's a history with why you don't sweep over nobody's feet. That's bad luck. It ain't just about being rude because we do shit every day that's rude and don't care. But we still want to sweep over people's feet. Eating black eyed peas on New Year's Eve. We just think, oh, that's just a little fun tradition. No, this is magic. This is the medicine. This is the medicine. You cannot kill us. You cannot kill us. You cannot kill us. Like, our ancestors won't allow it. And so don't let them try to kill you because of your practices. It's still hard for me. Like, I'm still not fully, I have a whole podcast about this. Obviously, I'm on it talking now. You don't say. My family don't know this. Not my whole family. My mama know. That's it. I'm still trying to, something that I fight every day is like, I want to tell my grandmama. Like, I want to tell my elders because I know that they are holding on to shit too. Because they were told the shit that they did was evil and demonic. And wrong. But I knew I grew up with, with witchy ass grandparents, witchy ass grandmamas for sure. And root working granddaddies. But we ain't talk about it. And if I ever brought it up, I'd be afraid to. I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what my people would say. But this is something that I need to. Because I know I didn't get these powers from thin air. They run through my bloodline. They run through our bloodlines. That's why talking to our elders literally in our family is so important about this stuff. But we can't. Why can't we? Because we'll be looked at as wild and off and sinners and being prayed for and like we then we have to carry that burden so we just keep quiet and talk to ourselves and talk to our friends and talk to a podcast when you really when we really need to be talking to our families about how to do this work like i've come out so many times y'all like i'm not a straight i'm not heterosexual so I've had to come out in regards to my sexuality and that was really hard for me. 
and coming out around this and coming out as not being Christian and coming out. I feel like it feels like to y'all maybe that I'm so out and, and proud because I have, a, you know, Instagram dedicated to this. You know, I do this work and I talk about it with my friends so openly, but my family, like, I don't, I, I just can't, I feel like I can't take them through another round of coming out about something. But that's not fair. Like, that's not fair to the ancestral traditions that I carry in my bones and that they carry too. And so that's something that I'm working up the power to be able to to name with my people. Being this this work is burdensome. It's scary. I dream of people a lot. I see things in people a lot that I just want to tell them. And I become so afraid. And I know a lot of people are afraid because they don't want to be judged. They don't want to be judged. Because people will stop. I heard so many stories of people today. People stop fucking with them because they, they, turn to hoodoo, they turn to conjure, they turn to ifa, they turn to voodoo, they turn to obia, they turn to spiritualism, they turn to all these things. Their family don't fuck with them no more. Their friends don't fuck with them no more. They, their spiritual families, their churches don't fuck with them anymore. Like, you might lose people in this. In this work, because this is work. This is work. This is not just about aesthetics. It does include aesthetics because we be looking fine. But it it it, it is so much bigger than aesthetics. How are we going to get free from this? How? Imagine if we could just be comfortable trusting our intuition more. I just saw an article talking about intuition. Research shows that intuition is the highest form of intelligence. Really, bitch? These people be so late. <laughs> Western science is so late, but okay, because some some people need that in order to see something as, as being real. So, boom, there you have it. Like, y'all, niggas been saying this for a really long time. We have power. There's so much more to, ooh, there's just so much more than we think. And there's so much more than what they told us. And we can't, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We are here to stay. The ancestors are trying to come back through us. They're trying to teach us all that we know. And we need to make sure our ears are open to listen because they got some tea. Y'all, the ancestors got some tea. We can look to them. <sighs> being a witch, I wish it was just about being cute. God damn it. That's all I ever want to be is just cute. <laughs> it's so much more than being cute. Ugh. So much more than being cute. We have work to do. When you call yourself a witch, that means you are committing to doing a type of work on yourself and a type of work in your family and a type of work in the community. 
if you call yourself a witch, that means that you are politically aligning yourself with a certain group of people. Just like politically, we understand ourselves as, as black people or whatever race you, I don't know. I always am talking to black people in this podcast. What it means to call yourself black in this day and time, what it means to call yourself queer in this day and time. Same thing goes for what it means when you call yourself a witch in this day and time. You are calling yourself a healer. You are saying that you have power of your ancestors within your bones. And you are saying that you will use that power to heal yourself first. And then help unlock that power in others. Help other people find their own path and healing. That means that you you can manifest That means you are committing to learning what the herbs can do for you. Healthcare is not sustainable as witches. How are we going to, how are we going to help people in gaining medicines? And I'm not saying that all witches do the same things. Everyone has their own, like some people are really good at manifesting money. Some people are really good at um, hexing. Some people are really good at learning the herbs but we got to at least dabble in a little bit of all those things because this shit around us is crumbling. And so what are we going to do? Cause we've been bestowed with a gift. If you are a dreamer, I have a friend. Um, she always dreaming a whole prophet just dreaming. I think we know so many people like that who have just really powerful dreams. That is a gift. How are we going to use that gift? She's always warning me about some stuff, always. And I'm like, yes, I love being friends with witches. <laughs> always warning me about something. I'm like, oh, you need to watch out for that. Da, da, da. That was in my dream. You need to be careful of this. Telling people, communicating to people what we see, what spirit is telling us so that they know how to move. Baby, this ain't no... You call yourself a witch, you better be ready to work, child. Even if it's just on yourself, that's powerful work. Because when you heal yourself and you do that work, you heal generations. But it's... Everybody who say they're a witch ain't no witch, too. Everybody who say they're a witch ain't no witch. And that's not even me trying to be gatekeeping on who can be a witch and who ain't. It ain't even about that. Being a witch. Sometimes people confuse being a priest or practicing some sort of African traditional religion or some type of religion or spiritual system that exists outside of not like the mains and not even just Abrahamic, but like ones that involve communication with spirit and deity deities. Um, they think that when you do that, you're automatically a witch. That is not necessarily true. Let me tell you something. And Maisha had to get me hip to this a little while back. A witch has innate powers and gifts. General, I'm speaking generally now. Generally, a witch don't need no initiation into nary one, into nary tradition to be able to work their 
power and their sorcery. Don't need to be initiated into nothing. Just because you do choose to be or have to be or decide to be um, initiated into voodoo, ifa, what, what have you, don't mean that you automatically gain powers. You either got it or you don't. <laughs> you either got it or you don't. Every priest can't manifest. Every priest can't get you out of certain situations. Every priest, They learn the tools to be able to assist you, but that don't mean that they they come with power. I think a lot of people think like, oh, I'm going to be initiated. Once I'm initiated, hey, I'm going to be lit. I'm going to have all the spirits. Hey, I'm going to be able to get the bag. So easy. Like, no, not necessarily. If you ain't got no juice, you ain't going to be able to do shit. You're just going to be a priest, which comes with its own, you know, respect level with its own knowledge and it's a beautiful thing i'm saying this as a future priest and someone who has to initiate but i'm also saying this as someone who was born a witch and i know how to work my shit that's gonna take me to a different level but i know how to work my shit Okay, so just because somebody a priest, they're talking about, oh, I'm a witch. Oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do that. That don't mean you can. Let me let me see the receipts, baby. Everybody who say they, because being a witch is, is cute now. It is something mainstream media, like I said last episode, the movies, the shows, the Netflixes, the Sephora witch kits, the Urban Outfitters witch box, all of that stuff, that is what's popping right now. So everybody's going to want to claim being a witch. So we got to be able to tell who's the real from the fake. Because people out here are, are scamming down, <laughs> taking people's hard earned money, saying that they some witch ain't nothing. Just, just got a, just got a, a, a smudge stick of stage yesterday calling themselves a witch. Just went to the nail shop yesterday, got some black coffin shaped nails and now they a witch. I ain't trying to throw shade. Look. This ain't even about being shady. This ain't even about trying to flex no sauce, my own sauce on nobody. Because I think that we all have a certain level of gifts. But everybody ain't no witch, <laughs> period, point blank. And to an extent, I think that we do need to be gatekeepers of who is saying they're a witch and who ain't. You can't just walk around. It's dangerous to call yourself a witch. It's burdensome to call yourself a witch. You are committing to do a certain type of work when you call yourself a witch. Everybody can't do that work. Everybody ain't cut out for that work. We are a gifted group of people that have a certain destiny to fulfill. And it doesn't have to be this huge large scale thing. I think that some of our destinies, that's not everyone's destiny who is a witch, but you need to figure out if you a witch, why were you given that gift and what you finna do with it and how you gonna heal yourself first, which is healing your people. They say healing your people. You know, when you heal yourself, you heal seven generations back and seven generations forward. That's some powerful ass work. That's enough too. That's enough for us to do. 
That is freedom work. Two. And we can commit to doing that without being a witch. But I'm talking to my witches right now. All witches. If you a guy, you a witch too. If you GNC, you, like I said, witches, gender neutral. I know some people call themselves wizards or, or whatever. Or maybe if you don't consider yourself a witch, you know, I'm just using that term as an all-encompassing term. But I'm talking to the Nganga right now. I'm talking to the conjurers right now. I'm talking to the people who can manifest. I'm talking to my dreamers right now. I'm talking to the people who just be feeling shit. I'm talking to the people who just be knowing shit. I'm talking to the people who be hearing shit. Who be seeing shit. People are getting sent to mental um, hospitals for seeing and hearing shit. And we ain't got enough practitioners out here who know how to differentiate between actual episodes and like, quote unquote, psychosis. Y'all, I dropped out of my my doctoral program of mental health, excuse me. I don't remember. I was going to get my... my my side D and I dropped out. So I don't even remember the proper terms. Forgive me. I'm gonna go look in the DSM after this. Shout out to my psychology people. Um, but you know, people who have schizophrenia, like we don't have enough people who are able to differentiate like baby. Are you having an episode or are you a motherfucking medium? <laughs> you know, it's people in the hospital right now who are mediums. It's people wanting to commit suicide right now because they hear voices of people telling them to kill themselves because they got spirits on them. And if they had a couple rounds of a good cleansing, them spirits would be gone. And wouldn't no spirits be telling them to kill themselves no more. You understand what I'm saying? This work affects being a witch. This shit is, ooh, it's a lot. So everybody can't be this. Everybody, everybody can't be this. Everybody ain't this. Because let me tell you something. Anybody can buy a tarot deck. Okay. Anybody can pull a tarot card, buy a tarot deck. Anybody can buy a, tech, a deck of playing cards and, and pull a card. And say your life about to change. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't a witch. A witch can have it's a certain level of look. You gotta have certain gifts. They're not all gonna look the same for everybody. But we gotta really be careful of who we allow. To read, who we go to for readings, who we go to, um, who can we connect with spiritually, um, because uh, people out here, like I said earlier, is scamming, okay? It's a, this is a lucrative business right now, and it's only going to get even more spectacular. Soon come, okay? We got seeing 
uh, Siempre de Bruja. We got that other show that I can't remember with a black witch coming out. You know, we have all these shows popping up. They're going to continue to pop up. People are going to continue to make items and stuff that is like, ooh, witchy. Again, that I love. And what else are we going to do? Because it's not just about our look. Not just about our look. It is about our look. Because <laughs> I love a good fly-ass witch. I don't trust no raggedy witch. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up. Okay. Um, I think I touched on all my points today. We ain't going nowhere. We are here. We are here to stay. And we are here to do this work. Witches. Everybody ain't no witch. And don't forget people are being jailed, abused, killed because of this. People were hung because of this. People are murdered because of this. Over witchcraft. Y'all, when actually we just can't rely on our governments to take care of us. And actually because of capitalism and classism, people of a quote unquote higher class look down on people who aren't and just blame them for their situation and say that they must, well, they just must be witches. That's why black and brown people have the history of being called witches. Witches with the bottom of the barrels. Because of colonization. And Puritan, Christian Puritanism. That they've tried to infiltrate us in. To tell us that what we know about ourselves and do is inherently evil work. When people are dying because of illness in other countries, it's so easy to name the reason that they're dying is because of, of, of a witch and not because of the rich. Because they want to put our bodies in hospitals and tell us something's wrong with us. Something is fucking wrong with us. You tried to strip our shit from us. You tried to strip our power away. Something is wrong. And you're not trying to give it back. And there's not enough people who are holding that nuance. And we have to do that. That's something that we have to do. Just remember that when you say you're a witch, this is all the stuff that we carry when we say that. It's a few people I've reached out to like, oh, you a witch, boo. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's my whole life. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm going on a tangent now. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, like a big part of my life is meeting a lot of new people and just people that I've been in relationship with. And as I grow stronger, I'm like, oh, I got witches all around me. And I just be having to tap them on the shoulder like, hey, boo. Did you know that you're a witch? Because you got, you a witch. And I know you, I stay doing that with somebody in my life. Because I got some powerful people around me and they need to know all of what they're carrying. You can go on, live your little regular life and do your little stuff, but know that you have a specific kind of destiny because you got a specific kind of gift and I see it all up in your group. And I got to let you know. Because we need to be building community with each other. We need each other. God, if I didn't have y'all, if I didn't have my little groups that I'm in, I would be lost in the sauce. And so also, I hope that this podcast serves as some community for, um, for, for people who might be somewhere who don't have a, a community of spiritualists and a community of sorcerers. And, and I Look, if ain't nobody told you, I, I care about you and I care about that. And you have community with this podcast. And um, I want to figure out how we can kind of create maybe a centralized location or maybe start in some kind of group. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you're not alone. You are gifted and you are powerful and you are beautiful. And you have such a powerful destiny. And yeah now go forth and and be a witch <laughs> witch it up Whew, okay steps down from soapbox <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in today um i feel like this was a i got a lot out was, i feel good after this episode i feel good after most episodes but i feel like i was able to say all the things that were on my spirit that i needed to say so i thank y'all for listening if you want to reach out to me on social media, I'm Juju Bay, J U J U B A E on Facebook. I'm it's Juju Bay on Instagram, I C S J U J U B A E. If you are interested in sponsoring a show, meaning sending me some coins, I talk about your products, you know, let's work it out. Email me at thejujubay at gmail.com. I also have a surprise coming in March like mid to late March, McCount CITF, but, um, I got that coming and yeah, if you want to be a patron, um, all of that, donate to the podcast, all that will be in the show notes. I appreciate y'all so much. Oh, I didn't talk about my book, um, donations, which is another way to donate. Totally forgot. I have a book list. If you want to donate to me that way, I'm not going to go too into it, but it will be in the show notes as well. Shout out to everyone. I've gotten three books so far from my list. Yay. So I'm very excited to read um, all these books and we'll come back with the information on here. And yeah, I wish you all prosperity. I wish you all health. I wish you all peace, abundance, big, big blessings to you if you want the same for me. And uh, remember, all you need is a little juju. Bye, witches. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.